Tatiana Hazel has fans, y'all. Why wouldn't a self-taught singer-songwriter of her caliber have fans? Why wouldn't someone brave enough to start posting videos of themselves performing at age 13 have fans? Why wouldn't someone killing the game in two languages have fans? Her newest single is called See Oh No, and it will make you one of those thousands of fans if you weren't already. And she's here with me in the studio right now. Tatiana Hazel, welcome to Vocalo. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you here. Let's start from the beginning. Yeah. What made an 11-year-old Tatiana decide that songwriting was the way that she wanted to express herself? Um, it's just something that I've always done naturally. Like, I, I don't think I ever, like, looked to anyone or anything and thought, like, oh, I want to be a musician. It was just kind of, like, the easiest way um, for me to express myself, even before I knew I was, like, any good at it. So, Tell me about the part of Chicago that you grew up in, and, and how did this uh, very American city and your Mexican family inspire your art? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I, there's so much diversity here, mm-hmm. um, so I'm really grateful to have grown up um, in a city like Chicago where I'm, like, seeing so much of the world's kind of, like, condensed. Um, but my parents have always celebrated, like, our culture and where we came from, and they'd take me to Mexico, like, every year. And I didn't start singing Spanish until last year, but it always influenced my music just because it'll always be, like, a part of, of who I am. Mm-hmm. And um, now that I can sing in Spanish, it's, like, opened up a whole other world of how I can express myself. Did you grow up on the north side, the south side? North, yeah, like Belmont Craigan. Nice. Yeah. I'm from over there myself. Nice. Yay. Yeah. And when, when you say that seeing the world in a condensed way, mm-hmm. that's that's real life. I mean, yeah. <laughs> in, in that neighborhood especially, uh, in my block, uh, in we call it the suburbs of Logan Square, <laughs> my block itself is, is so multicultural, mm-hmm. uh, both in uh, like ethnicity, nationality, uh, ages, what people do for a living. Is uh, is that something that kind of pushes how, like what kind of music you want to make so that everyone that like is your neighbor would be able to appreciate it? Yeah, I think I mostly just write about like real life experiences that happen to me and just kind of through all the people that I meet that will talk about like things that affect them or like their relationships or things that they're going through and I'm just like we're all so different but the things that we connect on are all the same and we feel the same so just kind of writing about things I feel like everyone can relate to yeah it seems a little time a little healing you say you're so feeling what you're feeling so Hopkins, you're listening to Vocalo, joining me in the studio, singer-songwriter Tatiana Hazel. Let's talk about being creative in 2018. Somebody your age in, in 2018 has had a long time with essentially the, the wealth of the world's music and art at their fingertips. And that can be kind of overwhelming, just, yeah. uh, just so much coming at you. What, what sticks out? What makes an impression on you as, as you're discovering your style? I think people who are just like true to themselves because it's really easy to like find the new artist that just, you know, is breaking out but they're kind of doing like 
following a formula or you know doing like what's hot right now which is I still respect that but whenever I find musicians who make something that I feel like I could listen to at no matter what time period is and it'll still be relevant to me later or things that were created a long time ago that are relevant to me now um, just music that sounds like it's um, like timeless I feel that is I don't want to say a lost art because there are still a lot of people making some very timeless music mm-hmm. but I feel like not since the 80s has music sounded so immediately dated yeah, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that something that you are, are careful about when you're writing? Lately I've been, I've been kind of like looking more towards like the past for inspiration. Like I do find these new artists and they like inspire me in different ways. But I've honestly been looking to like the 80s and stuff like that. Because uh, taking like older genres and making them a little more contemporary. So yeah, it's kind of all over the place, but <laughs> that's a good thing. No one should, uh, especially not at this point in their career, uh, be pigeonholing themselves. Yeah. It's nice to to have a lot of, of, of influences, and it's nice to kind of see what's out there. Do you do you find yourself as a as a Latina as a as a pop artist? finding other people trying to pigeonhole you in a way that you don't appreciate? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, just when I started making music in Spanish, it's like people want to cast you as a like just a Latin artist. And it's like, I can make pop songs that are completely all in English. And if you didn't know I was Latina, like you wouldn't even know. So I feel like I, I create different genres and I'm in like different... I basically just am in different genres and people kind of just try to like pigeonhole you into the Latin thing. Um, and also like how you said, like I feel like Latin artists have been also like written out of history of the things that they've done in music. So people are like, oh, like Latin music is such a big thing now. And it's like, it's been a big thing. It's just just now coming into like the mainstream, I feel. Is it nice to have folks like Selena and Shakira to just like, just just barely in the rear view to to kind of be able to look to as an influence because a lot of you know a lot of people your age 30 years ago maybe didn't have that yeah yeah because I feel like there's definitely a lack of like Latin women to look up to so I never really saw myself like going that route when I was younger because I just didn't think it was like possible to sing in Spanish and like have the career that I wanted to so having them as inspiration and like how they were able to cross over and everything is definitely huge and I feel like we need more of that This is Vocalo. I'm Jill Hopkins. You're listening to my conversation with Tatiana Hazel. I'm going to ask you about uh, singing and writing in Spanish. When I speak to uh, bilingual writers, whether they be musicians or authors or anything like that, uh, they've, they've said that they often find that the voice that they hear in their heads doesn't always make it onto the page. How do you decide what song wants what language? Yeah, I think it just depends on like how I'm feeling in the moment. Like sometimes I just won't even think of singing in Spanish and it'll just naturally come out in English and I'm not like, oh, like there's no Spanish in it. It just like happens and sometimes I'll like run out of things to say in English, so I'll switch over because I find a new way to express myself. So it really just all depends on the moment and like what works best um, in the song. Now, I have spoken to so many folks 
that uh, have worked with you that have nothing but great things to say. And Chicago musicians, I I am just always so admiring of your ability to collaborate with one another across genres, across uh, you know the city itself. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to me about the teamwork that goes into some of your music and how you choose who you're going to work with? Yeah. Um, so my thing is that I haven't really worked with a lot of people. Like I was solo for like a majority of my life up until like last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, it was just kind of like an accident, like meeting people. Like I really have mostly been working with two producers right now. But one of them, Drew Palovic, who um, I primarily work with, it was like I asked somebody like, hey, can, do you know anyone to play guitar for this one show? And then we met up and he played me like his production and I, now we've been working together for like a year. So it'll just be kind of through people and then you never know what the relationship is going to be like. But I feel like everybody kind of knows each other and you can call on favors or like recommend different people. I want to talk about YouTube. Didn't exist when I was was your age. Thank the Lord, <laughs> but uh, it it can be a blessing and a curse mm-hmm. to some folks. Some people have seen superstardom, and they've seen that superstardom just get ripped away from them through like one bad decision or, or anything like that. But you've always seemed to have a lock on how to use it to your advantage. Do you have any advice for other DIY artists who are trying to get things done online with as little negativity as possible? I would just say put out, like, as much as you can, honestly. Like, for me, when I first started on YouTube, like, I haven't used it in a few years now, but it wasn't, like, anything calculated or planned. It was just kind of, like, me getting out of school and not really liking, do like, anything else besides music. Yeah. So I would just sit in my room and record and post and record and post. And just it just starts to reach people if you have enough, like, content out there. Same with, like, SoundCloud and, you know, all these social media platforms. It's, like, it gives you a space to put out Um, as much as you can. So I would say just, you know, keep creating content. Thank you so much for joining me. I want to get out all this information for the people. You can go to soundcloud.com slash Tatiana Hazel or follow her at Tatiana Hazel for new music and uh, great visuals as well. Tatiana, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you.